Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 20. What's up, Neil? How you doing tonight? Good, buddy. How you doing tonight? Good. So we've got School of Rock with us tonight. Yeah. We want to welcome Melanie Schofield and Patrick Denny. Hello. Hi there. Hey, thank you guys for being here. Yeah, we're uh, eager to talk to you guys and learn more about the School of Rock. And I, I just said first non-family member studio guest of the second season yeah that's <laughs> right which is it's, awesome it's good to have people back in the studio it really it's is. really nice to be in the studio and we Absolutely. will say socially distance in the studio yes physically uh, distance physically distance no so physically oh yeah that's distance. right you don't like the socially distance no <laughs> that's right <laughs> we're still social that's a great we're still social. point right there yeah yeah, yeah we're like physically that. distanced physically distanced yeah we don't want to be socially distant well you guys or, or implementing masks, which I, we all are for in School of Rock, so we don't want to contribute to anything outside of that. So we're making sure we're being safe. Definitely, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So thank it is great much. to have people back in the studio again. Last week, uh, you know, we we're doing the remote broadcast, and it's uh, it's just different when you can't see somebody's face. It takes some getting used to, and everything's harder. Figuring out how to lay the tracks and get volumes right, and you and I are on the same track when we're in here, and that, that's really uh, messing me up. Is it? Are we at different <laughs> volumes? Am I way louder than you or something? Yeah, well, the first uh, time we did it remotely, you were louder than me, so I turned myself up, and this time I'm I'm louder than you. But So next time, I'm going to run through the DAW and then into the remote platform. Okay. See, here's what I do. I come in at like 6 o'clock like you just saw Patrick. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> You've never been here at six o'clock. <laughs> no, when when I can drive, I'm here on time. Six o three. I'll give All you. All right, that. I was here at six o three. Six o three. So, uh, what I do is I walk in at about six o three, and I go, I look around, and I say, hey, yeah, yeah, introduce, and I put my headphones on, and I sit down. As soon as we're done, I leave. And then I wait for the podcast to get sent to me, so I don't have to worry about all that stuff. I, just got, I got the best role in this whole thing. There you go. There you go. No shame in that. Yeah, no complaining on my end of the podcast. So, Neil, you want to introduce our bourbon tonight? I do. What do we got? Elijah Craig single single barrel? Small batch. Small batch. I've never had a bad Elijah Craig, so I can't imagine this not being a lot of fun. Elijah Craig is clutch because <laughs> Very it's much. good and you can always find it. Yeah. It's not going to break your wallet either. So cheers, guys. Cheers, 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 guys. All right. So we usually start off, Patrick and Melanie, and we'll start with uh, ladies first. Melanie, why don't you guys just, uh, why don't you, Melanie, just give us a little bit of your background? Well, first of all, I'm a parent of a School of Rock student. So my son, Carter, started School of Rock when he was nine years old, and he did everything from camp all the way through performance program to show team and the National All-Stars Tour. Oh, wow. So as a parent, being involved in School of Rock for 10 years and watching him develop as a guitar player and as a performer under the program, I just became a, a huge fan of School of Rock and what it was doing for kids. And you know, seeing it firsthand, and now he's studying uh, jazz guitar performance at University of Louisville. So, you know, it's been life changing for him, and that's kind of what inspired me to get more involved. And of course, School of Rock is an international program. It's been around for over twenty years, and so at some point, I was volunteering so much time at School of Rock as a parent that my husband said, "Well, you know, you ought to just go ahead and open a School of Rock." And I said, "Well." That's crazy, but okay. <laughs> and so I, you know, I did. My background is, you know, I have a music background, but I have 
also a public relations and marketing background. And of course, I've always worked with kids and I've always been involved in the arts. So that's how I got started with School of Rock. And Louisville was the perfect place to open a School of Rock because there wasn't something particularly like that here. And I wanted to bring it somewhere where it would be appreciated and the kids could get involved, have opportunities to perform, have opportunities to play with other kids, which is really the, the that's the basis of our program. Mm-hmm. They get to play together. It's social and they learn more as musicians because they're not just taking lessons. They're rehearsing together. They're playing together. They're performing together. And what we always say at School of Rock is there's no teacher like the stage. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. start getting on stage and it changes everything about yep. You're playing, you're learning how to recover, all kinds of things that you can't teach in a lesson room. And you never get that out of you once you, <laughs> you hit the <laughs> yeah, stage. Yeah, once you yeah. get that stage experience, <laughs> truth. So are you originally from Louisville? I'm originally from West Virginia. I grew up in Morgantown, West Virginia, not too far from here. And, you know, Louisville feels a lot like home for me. We were involved in School of Rock in Chicago because we were living there for 20 years and uh you know go cubs yeah my (laughs) husband would agree and you know uh this really feels a lot like home to me so we came down here i love the vibe in louisville i love the music culture here i just fell in love with the city and we moved here about three and a half years ago and opened school of rock i guess almost two years ago now and it's just been an awesome experience awesome and we just heard that she loves Johnstone music. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm a which big was, uh, fan. I didn't know anybody knew the Johnstone music. So I'm <laughs> oh yeah, you guys won the Battle of the Bands yeah, what, about yeah, a yeah. year and a half ago. And when was that? Like last November? No, it wasn't even a year ago. Was it a year ago? Was it two? I don't know. Maybe it was a year and a half ago. <laughs> and Spencer Corbin, he's just a great good player. Dude. Great player. Good and dude. Uh, my son looks up to him and loves his playing and. It's been great to watch your band grow. Oh, cool. Thank Sounds you. like Carter is a hell of a musician. He really is. Okay, yeah. he's my son, so disclosure, <laughs> full disclosure right there. So we just need to ask Patrick. But, yeah. Uh, I, he, you know, yes, he really absolutely. is. Um, <laughs> he rips. He's one of he's those really kids good. who found music early at an early age, and that was it for him. He didn't want to play t-ball anymore. He didn't want to play, you know. Yeah. It was all about music. And so for him, as a guitar player, School of Rock was great because – in traditional music education in schools there's not always a place for electric guitar mm-hmm. and even if there is it usually doesn't kick in till high school when they've got some jazz going on so it filled a real niche for him as a you know educational outlet and also he loved performing he loved being on stage he loved the interaction mm-hmm. he started school of rock and it was just like a light bulb went off and he's still doing it and he's still loving it he has evolved from rock into jazz now, and he's, you know, he really plays everything. He likes all genres of music. He's been exposed to all genres of music through School of Rock. You know, I've seen lots of kids like him come up through School of Rock mm. and, and watch that light bulb go off yeah. and watch them evolve as players and mm. watch them take it with them after they leave School of Rock as college students whether they study music or not, they take that gift of music with them. That's really what I love about it. It is a gift. And, and not only that, we've, we've spoken about it so many times, it's a language. And to learn that language at such a young age where you're connecting with other people and you can take it anywhere and uh, take your instruments and sit around with anybody that can speak that language. And especially once you have that experience playing with other people and you can 
uh, read feelings and emotions and know where somebody's going with something just based on being in the room with them and being on stage enough and performing enough and to start them at that young age that seeing that light bulb has to be a pretty cool moment now patrick do you are you a teacher yeah i'm a music director as the music director do you what is that feeling to to be a part of that seeing that switch it's a really amazing thing to watch uh, especially you know from start of like the start of each season uh, a lot of these kids some of them know each other but a lot of the times they're you know meeting each other for the first time and they, they have a common theme that they're playing for that whole season you don't really know what's going to happen until like that first meeting but the i think the most important part is that the show always happens and it somehow is always just incredible and the kids are just they have the best time on stage and it's especially rewarding when you see it click for the kids that like are really getting into it Mm -hmm. and and they might not not have even known they were getting into it until that moment when they get on stage and they see a big audience in front of them they're like okay i've got two choices here i can i can clam up and just play my part and get this over with or i can rock this out and you know oftentimes it's it's the latter of the two uh and it's just really special to see that happen Uh, so so. what's your background before you came to school of rock patrick so uh i grew up in woodford county kentucky okay there must be something in the water there because when I was, whenever we were coming up, uh, was me and all my friend group, we all played music. It was kind of weird. Uh, you don't see that often. There was a bunch of different student bands around. I feel like I kind of had an organic version of what we offer at School of Rock, mm. uh, which was really neat, but most kids do not get that opportunity. So really happy that, that we're able to do that. Uh, but I, I came up in Woodford County, played music. I uh, started around maybe 11 or 12. Uh, and I was kind of like Carter. Once I started playing, that was it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I had an aptitude for it. I don't think my parents knew that I had an aptitude for it until I started. And they were like, oh, wow, cool. <laughs> uh, this this actually might work out. So uh, after, after high school, I went to college, uh, Bellarmine University, for uh, jazz studies and music technology. Okay. I got a bachelor of music from there. Uh, and next few years, I mean, in, even while I was in college, of course, I was uh, really like out there grinding and, and playing as much as I possibly could. I would take any gig and I would. He's a bass player, so yes, he gets a lot true. of oh, gigs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's you're, true. You're a needed one. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I'm super. Actually, I, I would say that I'm super fortunate uh, to be a bass player, but it's actually a decision that I made when I got to Louisville because it was either guitar or bass. And I looked around and I said, okay, I see about eight guitarists in this room and there's no bassist. So <laughs> that is what I'm going to do. Uh, worked out for the best for sure. It definitely. And then I was basically just uh, freelance gigging and uh, teaching some up until the point uh, when Melanie moved to town. And uh, I think Carter was taking some lessons from Craig Wagner at that point. Oh, okay. Craig Wagner is mm-hmm. the best guitarist in town. <laughs> super good. Uh, and he happened to, he happens to also be an, uh, a teacher at Bellarmine. And so uh, when Melanie asked him for some you know suggestions on music director position and I was one of the names that came up and I was pretty stoked about it. So. Heck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are you still a base for hire? Absolutely. When I'm, especially as a kid, I think that going to a class for the first time was always a big deal and it kept me 
from doing a lot of things that I would really like to do. Say like, I would love to learn jujitsu. I'm never going to walk into one of those classes ever. I'm I'm 40 years old. I'm not doing it. I, I can't I can't grill without breaking my foot. The last thing I'm going to do is go do some MMA. That first step, that initial, how do you reach out to get those kids there? And and do you see that tentativeness in those kids? And and what is that comfort level that you guys try to strive to get them to to like just latch on quick? Well. They all have apprehension about coming into a new group and meeting new kids. But I think there's there's two things that tend to flip that switch. One is if they come to a show. Mm. If they come to a show, they can't help but get excited because they see all these young kids on stage and they're all having fun and they're all, you know, rocking out. And they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, we even, our beginners play in the shows mm-hmm. are we call it rock 101 they play three or four songs in the show and they're not perfect and they kind of stumble through but they're having fun and so if i can get the kids to come to the show and see the other kids up there having fun and supporting each other and here's kind of the clinchers anyone who went to music school under the, the kind of old traditional format remembers the fear of the recital <laughs> yes that recital right I I remember it. You study for a whole year. The recital comes. You're up there. You're alone. You're under the spotlight. Mm -hmm. It's pretty terrifying. Mm -hmm. And you think to yourself, I've worked on these songs for a year. It has to be perfect. It has Mm -hmm. to be now. And it's, it's literally terrifying. Well, we don't do recitals. And when kids see this ensemble group working together and supporting each other and hey if you mess up no big deal someone covers for you you pick up you go on the important thing is having fun and that's really what we stress in rehearsals and we stress it in the shows it's just having a good time and you're not alone yeah and that's kind of the key i love that you're not alone yeah (laughs) and that's really what music is all about Mm. i always say you know you you really can't play music without being literally in touch with the rest of the musicians. You have to have that connection to play together. Mm-hmm. And once that kicks in and you realize, you know, you're looking around, everyone's got to be, you know, on the right key and starting at the same time and carrying each other along, this bond forms. And totally. when that happens mm-hmm. and they realize that they're all kind of carrying each other, there's a special thing that takes place. I mean, they, they become friends. They, they become more than just musicians and more than just kids in a class they they actually connect with each other you can't play music and not connect it's absolutely essential you have to be listening actively to each other that is something that's lost a lot in our gener this generation mm-hmm. of kids all of the face you know facetime on social yeah. media and everything but but music requires a true connection it requires you to be open to be listening and to be connected and that's another big benefit of the program and when that starts happening the kids feel it absolutely and i mean i think that one thing i always stress to to our students following in that thought is that's how it is for adults too who play music i mean i seriously like okay so a buddy of mine who i was in a band with for a while uh saxophone player he just moved up to new york and when he left i was like I was like heartbroken. I was crushed because <laughs> this was my guy. Like this was my saxophone player. Like the guy I played with all the time, like every weekend and the, the memories and the, the connection that we built on stage. I was just crushed when he left. And, and but you know, to kind of, uh, 
highlight a more important thing. Like this is a lifelong journey. Uh, and that same feeling that you get making a connection with somebody on stage when you're 13 or 14, you will continue to make that those same connections on stage throughout your, your whole oh, life. Yeah. If you're a musician, I, I'm sure you've you know yeah. Yeah. realized yeah. that too. And uh, I just think it's really important to also, you know, kind of tell the kids we, we feel this too. It's the so. universal language. It music. really is. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Yeah. 100. What is your biggest demographic as far as age? Well, most of our kids, because we're a newer school, uh, we have a lot of kids between the ages of 8 and 12. And so they're learning and they're, we That's do cool. have, we have some older kids yeah. too who are kind of leading the way, but we have a lot of younger kids coming up through. And I keep telling my, my teachers, like, that you have to bring these kids up through totally. mm-hmm. this journey that they're going to be on and you're preparing them for the future it's a lot of responsibility do you guys go into schools and sell sell yourself or make yourself known as well we part we partner with schools and we take our booth to a lot of schools and our our show team can perform at school assemblies and things like that we mm. can't really do our program in schools because it requires a facility mm-hmm. yeah. i mean what we're right. doing is you know we have three rehearsal rooms at our school and they're fully outfitted rehearsal rooms so it's hard to duplicate that and take it mobily to a classroom Mm -hmm. um but we do partner with schools we play at a lot of schools um i take my booth out and the show team will perform for the kids at the schools and but you really you got to come to school of rock to get the whole experience yeah the full thing absolutely so when you were talking about carter i think you said national touring group School of Rock has seven national all-star tours that kids who are at the advanced level, they can audition for the all-star tour. And if they make the audition, they get to go on a full-fledged rock tour, meaning bus, hotels, some of the best venues in the country, the works. So they've played at Lollapalooza, Austin City Limits, Red Rocks. Oh, wow. There's no venue they haven't played. And uh, those kids are the cream of the crop across the country and most of them are going to go on to study music yeah. post-secondary school so they're they're mostly bound college bound for music education you know they're they're incredible if you go on youtube and you look up the all-stars you can see some of their their videos playing these kids are the real deal they are 100 percent professional level performers and it's an experience of a lifetime to go on the school of rock all-star tour I want to try out. Am I eligible? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That, Actually, I don't want to try out because I don't want to get beat by a bunch of kids. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to say, sorry, old man, uh, you're not good <laughs> So does that happen every year? It happens every year. It's annual. It did not happen this year, yeah. right. unfortunately, uh, and that's, that's really too bad because those kids are really, yeah. we're sad about that, but it's every year it'll happen next year there's a west coast tour an east coast tour a midwest tour in fact last year um they came to the all-stars came to cincinnati and our school of rock came up and played with them and that's one thing that happens a lot with school of rock all the all the different schools go on tour every summer even besides the all-stars like we were going to take our kids on tour this summer for the first time up to milwaukee to play Summerfest, and we were going to play in chicago we had all these plans that'll happen again next year but these kids get to play with one another from throughout the country so like this summer and last summer we had i think five or six different schools from other cities coming in on the tour bus to play with us at at venues like zanzibar and nirvana and headliners and you know so they get to you all really not 
killed it last year with the performances. I've I, just seeing the spaces. I was like, man, that's that would yeah, be man. amazing as a kid to go play at Zanzibar. Be and amazing as an adult. Exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, a lot of bands, a lot of uh, friends I well, have. Well, and I have to do a shout out for our venues because, oh, yeah. you know, all the venues right now, it's, it's a struggle. Um, they're all just waiting to come back. And they have been great to our kids. They've been welcoming to us as a school. You know, we're in there, we're hanging in there with them and we can't wait to go back. Definitely. And we're probably going to do some... Um, performances at those venues within the year that are maybe audience free and, and live mm-hmm. cast or maybe limited audience with social distancing we're going to go back i just got to say you know the venues in louisville are incredibly supportive to the young musicians coming up to the local musicians yes. playing around town and my heart goes out to them i'm i pray for them every day that everything's going to be all right and they're all going to come mm-hmm. back it's a really good partnership for them and for you because i'm sure that you know, you guys also bring a lot of people to see these kids play. I mean, that and, oh, 100%. and, and they're creating those opportunities for those kids later on when they're your age and my age and Brad's age to actually do have that connection already and know those people and say, hey, I've been here a million, you know, started with School of Rock. These guys are still together because it seems like a lot of those kids that start together stay together for quite a mm-hmm. while. They kind of grow up in the program and, and create those bonds that last for a long time well you know they meet each other they form bands they they move to other parts of the country and form bands with each other and then hopefully you know many of them do go on and play professionally we just finished a whole series of guest artists who have been coming online and doing all kinds of q a's with the kids throughout this whole quarantine and a lot of them came up through school of rock Mm. formed (laughs) professional bands and are now successfully touring musicians and recording musicians. So those are good stories for them to hear yeah. too, that, oh, you know, yeah. they, they can take what, what we're pre- prepping them for to the next level mm-hmm. when they're done. And uh, we do bring a good crowd. We have, we usually have about 150 to 200 parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents. Right. And some of these folks have not been out to a club in about 25 years. <laughs> and so they're so excited to come to the School of Rock show because they're like, I remember going to Headliners when I yeah. was, you know, my youth. They've been raising kids. They haven't gone out much. And so we provide an opportunity for them to come together. And it's really like a community. You know, the parents yeah. are cheering on the kids. That's awesome. It's really, really fun. I think Johnstone needs to get School of Rock to open up for us one time, or maybe we can open Let's up for them just to get a there crowd. Let's do it. Oh, we, we would love to do that. We would love to do that. Put us on the list. Yeah, let's no, do that'd it. be killer. Hey, we actually have talked many times about taking the podcast and, and all our guests and, and having a show. So that would be amazing. And we Even at the Green Space in Fairdale, I don't know if y'all saw the roundabout when you came through Fairdale. Sure did. Yeah. That brand new Green Space, it was supposed to be open by now, wasn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to have uh, a kickoff in May, I think. Yeah, yeah, so it's brand new. They just built it and it's uh, rentable. Or, Interesting. Or, or maybe not even rentable, just you got to put your name on ask, yeah. hey, I want oh, wow. use of it that day. So that would be a spot for School of Rock to do some shows oh, too. Definitely. Let's look could, at that. It, it's killer down there. And you can social distance a little yeah. bit or... or so, yeah. What is it called? Physically distance. Physically distance <laughs> a little <laughs> bit and, and socially connect, but physically distance yeah. there. I like it. How has uh, the COVID and everything going on affected you guys? You all have just reopened recently, right? Mm-hmm. So how long did it shut down the school we never shut down okay we just oh. went remote okay. and i'm gonna let patrick talk about that sure. experience yeah. you know school of rock as a as a company did just an incredible job at um 
kind of setting us up for success during this time. They set us up to be able to teach remotely, teach all of our students remotely, and they even outlined a curriculum to make it so that we could still do groups remotely. The groups were more along the lines of kind of check-ins just to kind of check in with the kids and make sure that they're still working on all their songs. And so, you know, he'd say, why don't you play, uh, you know, from the first chorus to the bridge? Uh, and we kind of just update that every single week uh, to make sure that all of these students have been working on their stuff. But and tell them about the videos. Oh, yes. I don't know why I didn't lead with that. <laughs> no, so the videos have been really cool. Um, one of the really cool things is we kind of jump-started this whole video thing in, in a way. Essentially what we do is uh, we'll send out an audio file uh, for the kids to listen to and play over, and then they'll set their phone or camera or whatever they're using to record themselves up and they'll play along to the track and then our staff uh, depending on you know who's gonna do this video or whatever um, will put the video together and create basically what amounts to a virtual music video and we've done probably like six or seven. like six seven eight of these so far <laughs> and we we cater them also to the to the group ages as well so our melanie mentioned rock 101 earlier is kind of some of our younger kids well um we realized that the process that we had lined out for the performance <laughs> program group maybe not so suitable for the younger kids so what we did instead was uh we had our wonderful rock 101 director Cade howard who's an awesome musician uh, a local musician he's a great guitarist uh, we had him kind of dictate uh chords to uh, these younger students and they would kind of play along to him counting off and they they made like their own original kind of original jam, jam. really <laughs> yeah we put it all together and it's so, all on our youtube yeah, channel that's exactly what i was about to say there so where do you find that online. the youtube channel uh, school of rock school Louisville. of rock global you know so the kids have learned how to perform in front of a camera even yeah. though there's no one watching how to sync up your your audio and your video so that you can virtually play with other people right. Then they've seen the result of these these videos. Some of our students even produced the videos. We had a couple kids step up who were like, "I can do this," and they put them together. Nice. So there's a lot of skills they learn, just like just like professional musicians who've mm -hmm. been going online performing yes. on all these. Everyone's had to kind of pivot and adapt to this new normal of performing. Yes. And so our kids are no different. They've learned a lot of new things through all this. And to add to that, you know, we've not only have we done these videos, we've we've, we've had a, a couple other, you know, projects we've been working on, too. Uh, and, you know, we'll kind of get to this a little later on, but I'll, I'll go ahead and just talk about it for a second. We did um, an original song virtual showcase. So every week for, yeah, virtual songwriting showcase every week, I think maybe what for about five weeks or so uh, on Monday nights, I would uh, meet up on Zoom uh, with, with, with the kids uh, who were taking part in this and they would show me their progress on their original song every week and I'd kind of give them a couple of critiques, some criticism and they, by the way, uh, even some of the youngest kids that were doing this, they took those criticisms like, like champs. They were awesome. awesome, super, super receptive and I never once got any kind of like attitude about it and that <laughs> speaks volumes because uh, I know if an adult would have 
told me yeah. something like that about my song when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have uh, taken it so well. No, but uh, so we, we did that. We did the original songwriting showcase. I think we got about... 10 submissions for that of original music wow. original we're music. working on and yeah. not only that too and then not only were they doing you know just kind of by themselves original music uh they one of our groups also collaborated remotely so like they did kind of the same uh process that we use for our videos and they transferred that over to audio yeah let's go ahead and listen to the one of these sure the the song that you sent from the virtual was the virtual songwriter camp is that what you called it so that's our songwriting camp the 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 our showcase uh yeah, yeah we, i i threw a couple in there uh, one from the show or two from the showcase and one from our you know so we have a song called song. stuck at home yeah that's <laughs> do we have permission to say this student's name yeah. just a minor yeah yeah, you yeah. Can say it. gavin probus yeah so how old is gavin 14 i think 14 okay. sounds right gavin is is an awesome student uh he came to us as a keyboardist originally i think but he also plays he takes drum lessons from us too and uh he played some guitar on this track so he did yeah. everything he in this played track. all the instruments oh, on wow. he did it all he did it all that's what i'm talking so he's let's, awesome uh, let's listen to this stuck at home by gavin probus let's do it That's pretty cool. So Gavin was playing all the instruments there, huh? And so has oh. Gavin been with you guys since he, since you all opened? Not a, not from the very beginning, no. but probably for about eight eight or nine months. Sounds about right. And yeah. you know what we kept telling the kids. So so this has been hard on kids. Like they their mm-hmm. their lives have been disrupted and interrupted. It's been hard on me too. <laughs> it's hard on everybody. But imagine being you know yeah. an adolescent and all of a sudden school is out but online Mm -hmm. and you're not seeing anybody you're isolated and what what we kept telling the kids during this whole process when we were doing the songwriting is music can be an outlet so channel what you're feeling and what you're going through into your music Mm -hmm. and into this songwriting showcase that we're planning whatever you're feeling whatever you're going through this is the time to express it and then you can learn to express it through music because that's a gift you have. Mm-hmm. And so we really encouraged them to explore that while they were on quarantine because they've got a lot of free time mm-hmm. yeah. and they've got a lot of talent and a lot of confusion and frustration. And, you know, 
this is a hard thing to go through. So we really felt that music could be therapeutic for them during this time. You did a great uh, job on that piece. Heck yeah. You really did. We were super impressed by it. Because, Gavin, you said he came in as a keyboard player, do you have kids that come in with expectations of, I want to play this, and it just doesn't fit, and they move to something else, and they just, it is them, Mm -hmm. and they fall in love with that instead? It happens all the time. All the time. Really? All All the time. time. And, And a lot of times it'll be that, you know, they want to learn an instrument or their parents want them to learn an instrument, but we give them an opportunity to try singing, to try singing along. Because everyone really gets a chance to sing along, whether it's harmonies or, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, sometimes they'll open their mouth and this huge sound comes out that they didn't know they had. <laughs> yes. And all of a sudden, they realize they can sing. And that's probably the biggest surprise that happens to a lot of our students is they come in to learn an instrument and they find out they also have a voice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We always tell them, too, you know, you don't have to be a perfect singer to be a singer. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of musicians (laughs) over the years who've been fantastic vocalists, great lyricists, great writers, great, maybe they're not perfect singers. Mm -hmm. You know, Bob Dylan comes to mind, or John Lennon, you know. Jimmy Hendrix. Yeah, but yet they have something, and they're able to communicate that and express that, and they're comfortable in it. And we are trying always to get the kids comfortable with their voice. So whether they play bass or guitar or keys, you know, we we try to get them to, you know, sing along. Definitely. And every now and then one of them surprises us and becomes mm-hmm. a super vocalist. It's, and you almost need that kick as somebody that sings as a kid, especially. I remember Matt Davidson, who I've probably talked about before, but Matt Davidson, who was a gigantic influence uh, musically for me, was the very first one that really let me know that I could hit a note if I was trying yes. to hit a note. I didn't know. I was just singing with Garth Brooks or something. Yep. He's like, dude, you just nailed that. And I was probably 14, probably Gavin's yeah. age. And, and it clicked with me. And, and, and that confidence of somebody saying, you need to do that more. It's a big confidence boost as a kid. And, and to be told, hey, man, you really – you." you it's just it's it's an important push I yeah think, for absolutely a vocalist. i i had a, literally almost the same exact thing happen to me when i was uh i'd say maybe 13 or so i was just playing guitar at that point i kind of was singing a little bit but thought that my you know my voice was changing at the time too i was like i kind of my voice is too low like i have a, <laughs> I have a voice blah, blah, blah. and then i remember uh because one of the only i guess kind of one of the only ways to play music back then, at least at the age I was, was like uh, playing in church. Mm-hmm. And That's so, uh, you con- know, I, constant theme in this. Everybody starts at church. Oh, totally. Like. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I had a youth minister over and a drummer over one time and we were rehearsing, I guess. And uh, his voice cracked and we kind of joked on him a little bit. And he was like, no, man, like sometimes you, you just got to like you just got to throw your voice and 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 see what sticks, you know? And he's like, you should try that. What kind of came from a, a joking moment that, you know, kind of just happening in jest, we were chiding him a little bit, uh, was a real eye-opening experience for me. Same thing happened to me. And he's like, yeah, try this. So I did, sounded terrible at first, and then I was like, he's like, no, try again. And hit the note. Yeah, you gotta put yourself history. out there. You really do. Um, so I'm glad to be that for somebody else. What happens when you get this group of kids in on the first day? 
Who, how do you guys decide who's going to be this band and who's going who's going to be this group and who's going to be that group? Well, one of the things we do is we don't put kids in small groups of five or six. We don't create just small bands. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what we do is we put them in groups of 10, 11, 12, so that there's more than one kid on every instrument. Okay. And then we rehearse that for the beginners, we rehearse them for an hour and a half. And so if one kid can't come one day because he's on vacation or he's going to the dentist or whatever, there's someone who can step in and play his part. That way there's consistency for the band over time. Hmm. Um, Because if you put, you know how bands are, even adult bands, rock bands, right? They're always going to break up. There's (laughs) this constant disruption. So if you you have a larger group and you treat them more like a rock orchestra Mm -hmm. and you cast them on different things, they come in and out of songs. If someone's absent one day, it's not the end of the world. You still have a bass player. If a drummer's missing, you still have a drummer. They learn each other's parts. Um, and that's kind of how we we give it consistency okay. over time. Then what happens at the show? Do they perform as a group of 10 to 12? Yes. For Rock 101, they do is it. that where they start with? Yeah, and the, the performance kids, for example, they'll do a two-hour set. And we have kids walk in. The first thing we teach the kids in performance is how to walk on, plug in, and play. Mm-hmm. None of this, like messing around tuning up for an hour uh-uh, uh-uh. you walk in you plug in and you're ready to play and you mm-hmm. play because we've got kids coming on and off the stage the whole time every right. single song there's a, a there could be a change yep. in there's the a lot kids. of bands that need to learn that you and know? the kids oh on God, stage no kidding. <laughs> and can you teach uh, like regular people 101 I know. regular bands 101 well, band we get that a lot we get that a lot when we're on tour and stuff everyone's like oh my gosh you guys set up and play faster than any professional band we've yeah, ever seen truth. and that's because yeah. we teach it we teach them how to do it they come on and off the stage and it's like a rock orchestra and they play a two hour set and it works. It's kind of an interesting approach that we take. And I bet as an audience member, that's so nice to watch and see is, is one off. There's no changeover. It's plug in, you go and you can enjoy the entire experience instead of go, all right, we got about another 10 minutes for the next song or the next. Right. Two songs. Oh no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause we've all been there. We've all seen them. In fact, <laughs> the all stars, they have a timer. The all star directors have a timer clock watch. And they, they, when they go rehearse the kids, they time them and they time how fast they get on, plug in and start playing really? yeah, <laughs> and awesome. they train them up so that when they go on the all-star tour, right. they know they run, they literally run onto they do. the stage. Really? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's not going to be me. It's yeah. going to be the one that makes right. us late. <laughs> and even though they have a changeover in the mix, they are you know they change songs in 30 seconds plug in and they're 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 gone they're ready to go and so that's a unique skill that we teach all right this is another kind of a little bit of a throwback but covid's changed your business but has it actually expanded it because of of some of the aspects with these video conferencing and i think if i was 13 and 14 years old and and made a video that that was you know, put together by my school of rock teachers and all that. And it was put online and all of a sudden there's a video of me playing. Yeah. That would be so enticing as a kid. And I don't know if that would have happened without this, you know? So is it kind of something that has expanded the, the way that you have to think about things or, or even the, the approach to say, look, there's, there's more ways to reach people. Well, we still believe that one-on-one teaching in person is, the way to go. Yeah. So we sure. still believe that. But I think these videos are things we want to keep doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we will keep doing those. And the totally. master classes as well, 
mom and dad can only drive kids to the school of rock so many times a week yeah. right but the master classes online can be supplementary to what they're doing and so the things like the songwriting yeah. showcase at patrick we want to continue the songwriting program online that's killer uh, so that yeah. they can continue to work on their original music while they're in school of rock and I, I will say too. I mean, I think that um, I think that it this this moment in time has kind of awoken this sense in our students that like I can do stuff outside of the school. Like I can <laughs> yeah. I can play music yeah. outside of the school. Like uh, for instance, like that that group I was telling you about who kind of worked on their own remotely on an original piece. It's like yeah, you can you can do that. Uh, the technology you know has has been there for. I don't know, probably yeah. the last like five, seven years or so. And like, it takes a moment like this to kind of, I don't know, uh, set that light bulb off mm -hmm. in a, uh, in a young student thinking, okay, so, well, let's listen to that song and yeah. then you can tell us how they put it together. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that song is, uh, everything's different. I tell you what, they got wonderful titles because they are right to the point for sure. Both <laughs> of them nailed the moment. Truth. All right. Truth. So here's everything different. tell they are a little yeah. the sinking yeah that's the hard part yes. totally and i mean that's their this is like literally their first kind of foray into daw work right oh, yeah um which i think is like really impressive yeah and to, to yeah to have this as your very first attempt when you don't even have these other three people in the room with you yeah is pretty impressive well and it is a nightmare to send DAW files and get it figured out. We've had such a hundred percent. You know, and what we always 100%. end up doing is I just end up coming down here and redoing everything. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because it never works. So for kids to be able to do that and have any type of syncability yeah. is, is impressive in itself. But man, I love it. Yeah. That, I mean, it, I was so surprised when, when I got that file for the first time. I was like, man, you all did a great job on this. And, uh, you know, I, I facilitated kind of uh, the initial collaboration but they pretty much did it themselves and it was it was really impressive i was uh really happy with it it's it's really neat to see 
the, all, all these students with such initiative to do that. You know, it's totally. not like a, I mean, I'm sure you give, we give them deadlines and things like that, <laughs> but just to have the initiative to put things together and, and to do it, like you said, sight unseen, you're not looking, you're not in the same room. You're it's, it's awesome. Totally. It, it is like a really cool thing, especially cause I, I have a couple of these students as, as my, you know, like individual students as well. So I, you know, during the process of them making this, I was, I was talking to the, to the kid who, uh, was putting this all together who's mixing it and uh, he was kind of you know asking me about certain things and from what I gathered you know they it was a really collaborative effort where they would kind of go back and forth be like oh, can you do this maybe a little bit differently and I just remember you know doing that when I was their age with with my band in the garage you know it's like man this is really awesome that we get to provide this this opportunity for them when they certainly would not have that opportunity in in this time well yeah, and we you know. kept telling them that they were part of something bigger you know they are yeah throughout history when things get tough and there are times like this musicians always lead the way they always step up and they always find a way to channel the creativity and the voice of what people are feeling and also to entertain people when people are as as down as they can be right. and that's what we've seen here in louisville we've seen all these musicians stepping up and leading the way and showing us that you know there is still joy to be had there's still music to be played there's still a way to connect and there's a creative outlet for what you're feeling and we told these kids from the beginning you're going to be part of this you're going to be part of something that is historic and they'll remember it and they, i i think they'll totally remember it will. forever I love the fact that you're 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 implementing songwriting too because as a kid especially at the ages you're starting 8 10 12 13 14 um and a time like this on top of that I I, I couldn't imagine having that much angst I, I, right. I just couldn't imagine being locked in the house with my I love my parents <laughs> but, you know as a 12 year old or a 13 year old with just school ended everything stopped um, suddenly, suddenly, and yeah. I know that when I was young, um, I would, well, I wrote what I thought was poetry, but it was always very helpful to me to just get on paper and get it out of my head. And I think that to to teach that to kids is such an invaluable lesson to say, look, you don't write about it. Tell what are you feeling? This is frustrating. Write about yeah. how frustrating it is. I mean, even with the that song, you could almost hear the the fr- not the frustration totally. but the angst in the, in her beautiful voice i just i commend you on on not skipping that step i think it's so important to to teach or at least dip have them dip their toes in some type of type of songwriting that's yeah we do awesome. too absolutely so cool so how how old were those students did you tell us did not um i think that those students are between the ages of 14 and 16 so the student that put it all together, did he, I guess he had experience using a DAW before, or did that come from the school? No, he didn't have any experience okay. doing that. <laughs> just, I just figured it out. He Now, he he's my individual uh, student. I teach okay. him. I, he's actually kind of a... Uh, a Swiss Army man, if you will. He can he can do uh, a lot of different things. He plays bass and guitar and uh, piano. Actually, I think he came to us as a pianist, Drew. Oh, cool. And when his he name is Drew Ballard. Her name is his name is Drew Ballard. Yeah, Drew Ballard, he's he's okay. awesome. He's an awesome kid. And so when when he told me that they were starting a band, so they actually started this band before this whole thing hit. Like 
right before uh, it hit. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Huge <laughs> I know. They, they, had, they had probably had like two or three like rehearsals oh. and and they had just started on this song, but they weren't even close to finishing it at that point. Uh, so once, once this hit and, you know, it became evident that they weren't going to be able to get together and meet... Uh, as much as they would have liked to, or even at all. He um, had no idea how different everything was going to be. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> everything different. Uh, very apropos. Uh, yeah, so he, we, we just kind of talked through some basic functionality of DAWs, and he's super quick learner, uh, takes the initiative, and it was no problem at all to teach him kind of the, the ropes there. So what, uh, what DAW are you telling him to download huh there's a bunch of free good ones yeah there are i mean i am a huge like ableton proponent myself okay. so i but i wasn't going to tell him to get ableton <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> i don't i am not actually sure what, he, what it wasn't i'm no 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 I, i'm not actually sure what he ended up using but with daws i mean you have reaper g- studio general or anything yeah like general functionality is the same yeah you know you've got a record button you've got tracks you've got record arm and you've got stop and Mm -hmm. you know i I basically just told him the ins and outs of the basics of a daw and he was able to kind of take it from there garage band's probably the most common one that the kids use definitely garage band is super common because their their um their mobile version Mm -hmm. of garage band is spectacular isn't that crazy yeah it's it's wild it's 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 wild like silly what you can do with an iPad and garage band. Yeah, we had on our songwriting showcase we have one kid, uh one student who he wrote like this I swear to God, it was like an eight and a half minute, just like rock epic. It was, it was. And he just nailed it. It was awesome. Yeah. And he did it all on an iPad in uh, GarageBand. Really? Yeah, it's just insane. It's totally insane. It was definitely soundtrack material for some sort Absolutely. of adventure movie that hasn't been made yet. He called it The Beast. The Beast. The and Beast. The Beast yeah. it, it was. The Beast it was. And he's a was. drummer. You will not be surprised oh, so. to know. Right. Okay. <laughs> this kid has a bright future ahead of him, though. Yeah. He's... Yeah, absolutely. So we're yeah, we're just trying to foster, uh, you know, using using the technology that is in front of us uh, to their advantage, especially in a time like this. So, yeah. So if a student wants to get into School of Rock or parents would like to get in touch with you guys, how, how does that work? Well, they can go to schoolofrocklouisville.com. We do free trials. So anyone can come in for tr- for free and do a trial lesson and sit in on one of the groups check it out or they can call us at 502-540-8765 and schedule that Um, we'd love to have people come through and tour the schools come to a show see what it's all about take a free trial lesson um, just kind of get a feel for the experience and of course we have camps coming up too and camps are a great way for kids to experiment and try it out because it's one week and it's kind of like our performance program, but squeezed into one week of intensity. I'm sure that looks much different now. Like you guys well, are just getting does. students back in the school. Is that right? Yeah, That's we're correct. we're so limiting our like? camps to six students, mm. and that enables us to do the social distancing. We have barriers and screens, and we're all doing, uh, you know, the masks, <laughs> and kids are bringing their own microphones. So. Um, it is like normally we would have 17, 18 kids in a camp mm-hmm. and now we have six, okay. but we still have openings in some of the later camps in July. And again, it's a great way to try it out because you mm-hmm. get to come and experience what School of Rock is like 
but in five days. And at the end of five days, they're there every day. They're working with the teachers, putting together a show. And we put on a show on the fifth day. Oh, and we're cool. going to do it in the parking lot, social distance drive-in awesome. style. That's right. That's right. We're doing yeah. drive-in shows at the end of camp. <laughs> and uh, we're doing the classic rock camp. We're doing a Beatles camp. We're doing 21 Pilots meets Imagine Dragons camp. Oh, and we will do a show at the end, but it's going to be in the parking lot outside with drive-in we have a big parking lot. Thank goodness. Whatever it takes. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah, we usually do those camp shows at a venue, but yeah. uh, this year we're doing them as a drive-in, um, which will be really kind of cool and fun. We've, yeah. we've already tested we've it one. out. Yeah. It worked. worked. It worked really, really well. well. Parents yeah. loved it. They brought, you know, they backed up their car, brought out their... Brought their food and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Lawn chairs. And it worked. It's very cool. Make a tailgating event out of it. That's exactly what we did. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you just got to be creative. Uh, what are the ages? Uh, it starts at eight. We have a rookies camp for kids as young as six. That's one week that we have rock rookies. And okay. it's six to eight years old. And But our all of our other camps are, you know, eight to 16. Okay. God bless yeah. those teachers. God bless those <laughs> yes, teachers. Yes, sir. Six-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got rock a, rookies yeah. is fun. It's it a is. fun I camp. Bet it is, yeah. I bet those kids bang on everything. Yeah, we call it joyful noise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's some adults that do some joyful noise. <laughs> <laughs> nice. When you guys um, were talking earlier, you said School of Rock's international. Mm-hmm. Is there ever any interaction with any of those schools overseas? Actually, we had totally. two bands from Canada who were supposed to tour down here and play with our kids this summer. That's not happening, but it will happen next year. And, and the All-Star Tours is really where the international aspect comes in because they cast those tours. Those kids are from all around the world. Oh, cool. My son's okay. tour last year, we had a... a, a kid from brazil we had a kid from south africa that's right so you're trying out you're not trying out against like people in your state or you're trying out against the world the entire world who decides who's in the all-star band well there's a select group of music directors and they first screen the kids on video hundreds of videos are submitted and they narrow that down to the live auditions and then they come together and there's live auditions in five or six different cities around the, the country the kids go they live audition in front of each other. They're yeah. their own audience. They got to really? be in the room. Everybody's yes. in the room. No intimidation factor on that. <laughs> right. Inti- well, it's, it's a learning experience. Oh, if they yeah. watch each other, they're gonna. If they don't make it, they're gonna see what it takes for next right. year. So right. that's why we keep them all in the room. School of Rock's always teaching. Yeah, <laughs> truth. That is it. true. I mean, the audition experience is a skill. Yeah, so it is. True. And Absolutely. they have to learn it. And the first time is scary. And they have to get those butterflies out. Yep. It, you know, then when they go to audition for college programs, they're going to be ready. They're going to have had that audition experience. And we do teach them. We even make them audition every year for our show we team. We do. Yeah. Similar process so that they get used to the auditioning process. That is And they awesome. learn how to do it. Yep. And then when they go off to audition for colleges, they're ready. And we help them prepare for that. Auditioning is a skill. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, it's... It's difficult. It's scary. So learn how yeah. to play when you're shaking. <laughs> yeah, you have to learn how to play through those butterflies Absolutely. and how to prepare. And, and Teddy Abrams is a big supporter of ours, and he came out and talked to the kids one day, and he said to them, "I suggest you practice until you can, not until you know the song, but you practice until you cannot make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You practice until you cannot make a mistake." 
We're going to be playing with Teddy. We have a gig really? on July yeah. 3rd. Yeah. July 3rd, we're playing yeah, in the up. Paris Town Garden. <laughs> oh, so we're going to be physically distanced in yep. the garden. And Ted, it's a, going to be a um, fundraiser for the symphony orchestra. Really? Teddy's going to play with yeah. our kids. He's we have a whole a set, loose, set list that we're opening up. And Paris Town Garden has a whole weekend, the 3rd and the 4th, of outdoor entertainment events that they're putting on as kind of their inaugural come back so, so we're very excited about yeah, that absolutely that so is that the first venture out for uh, school of rock this season oh, yeah. it will be yeah, it they is. have they have three rehearsals <laughs> to get ready so yep. we told them we said you have to work on your own we're going to rehearse three times and then we're live yeah. so first they, one was today How'd the it first go? one was today it went really well that means they've been working man it means they, you, you are doing your job yeah that means they've been practicing totally it, it went way better than i was expecting for sure um and we also today we tried out our new setup in the school for for groups so okay. uh, we you know melanie Mitch, out. yeah melanie yeah. mentioned that we have three rehearsal rooms at the school well you know before all this hit if we were in regular kind of operation we could have a couple groups going at, at one time but obviously now well we have to spread one group out so we're spreading one group one performance program group out between three rooms and we've essentially got the equipment uh set up to where it's it's essentially like a recording studio oh really yeah so like uh there's a kind of the main band like the rhythm section in, in the main rehearsal room the singers are in one room the kind keyboardist of keyboardist and auxiliary percussion is in the other room and we've wired it up to where they've got headphone mixes oh, just like we're like pros right now. awesome yeah and, and we're, we have yeah. video too where we're so they can see each other that's another valuable asset because when you go in the studio listening in cans for the first time is a different thing absolutely You're like, what is going on in my ears yeah <laughs> so that's just that's another not thing on the same. top of you're giving them another experience because you're right Absolutely. that is essentially a studio setup. Yeah. it is it is totally and uh it was uh a big a big undertaking <laughs> to, to make happen and yeah you know, we... well when they first came out with the six foot rule we looked at our rehearsal rooms and did the math and said there's no way there's we can do no six way. feet between all these kids <laughs> so we said well we're just gonna we're gonna use all three rooms at the same time yeah we tried it out today and it yeah. It worked famously. I was so excited. Was, uh, so studio panic is real. I mean, totally. I'm sure you've been in the studio. You Absolutely. Know how it, is. It's, it is. Is that part of the program or could it possibly be now if you set up something like that? To he just has go, a really good idea. I mean, seriously, <laughs> I, know. I was never comfortable in a studio until he built this studio. And part nice. of it is because nice. it's his and I've been here a million times. And But there's a comfort level to it now that... And I think it's only because I've been in the studio a few times before this, but that is a real thing. You get in and you panic. You think about money. You think about, I've got to get this right the first time. Yeah. I, I've never heard it like this before. I'm doing my own part. The whole band's out of here now. I've got to do these lead vocals. We've already laid down most of this other stuff. And it's being put down forever. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, things you think of, the things you think about. Totally. Well, I mean, that's the beauty of the setup that we have right now is that we absolutely could bring one of these you know student bands that we've been showing you here in and record them like that yeah. like with our setup that we have now Boom. before yeah. we wrap up first yeah. i gotta ask a stupid question all right cool. have you guys ever met jack black <laughs> i wish i've okay. seen him twice i have a couple of stories about that so have you met him i have not met jack black but one of the kids from the school of rock movie original movie is oh, now yeah. an instructor at school of rock oh no really way. cool yeah it's the drummer the one with the spiky hair really yeah, yeah. i guess they'd Zach. probably be what 30 yeah. years old now 
Yes. Yeah, oh, movie? for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's teaching. Zach will not appreciate you saying it like that. I'm sorry, Zach. <laughs> yeah. so he's, he's teaching at the School of Rock uh, outside of Chicago. I think it's the Elmhurst School. That's so cool. Oh, that's awesome. uh, so, so cool. So he, he is you know, still in it to win it with School of Rock. I yeah. love that movie. Well, how crazy would it's it be, movie. though, great to movie. like you accidentally as a kid watch that movie and then decide you want to do that and then you walk in there's the guy that was in it and you're like holy crap well also the when they started the um musical Probably recognizing. when they put the musical on tour they contacted school of rock the school and did auditions for the musical at the schools with some of the kids who and so some of the kids who are in school of rock's program actually ended up being in the touring live <laughs> play the, the school of rock so which was awesome by the way i yeah, saw that when it came yeah. into town it was great so there's <laughs> lots of yeah, connections awesome. that's what i was going to say it's amazing how connected all that seems and how everybody seems to prop each other up and support each other and it just sounds like a killer organization how, how long have you guys been with school of rock well i've been involved for 10 years so 10 years what you know you think about shows or what's what comes out of something you'll never forget well she's well, she's got a dual row man you got to ask as a parent and what was your favorite? Okay. And then as That's a, as true. A, as a, well, we'll say Carter has to be excluded. Okay, okay, okay. No, <laughs> Carter doesn't count. Okay, if, if Carter's excluded, I'm going to go with, uh, there was a School of Rock student out of Dallas who went on American Idol, and he made it to the top three. His name is Dalton Rapatoni. So I don't remember what season it was, but this kid, he was a vocalist and also a guitar player, and he went all the way to the top, which, you know, wow, is very yeah. exciting. Everybody's voting all around the country. And then, so he went on tour after the episode ended, and he created a band that was made up of other School of Rock students <laughs> and took those kids on tour with him. The Dalton Rapatoni tour went across the country. I knew a couple of the kids who went on that tour and so that was an amazing experience for the kids who got to be in his band but also here's the coolest thing about it when he went on tour every city he went to he had a school of rock open for him oh, cool. in every city and i mean it was just the most amazing experience really cool. for these kids to have this epic touch with fame and greatness and then now he's well a, he's school. actually I'm a, say, I mean, what a, what a you can tell how much yeah. how much admit to him. And he's now yeah. at a, he's now a music director at the Dallas one of the Dallas schools. So that thing's uh, school just of a, rock. It, it changes life, obviously. It I really does. That that's amazing. It really does, and uh, you know that's the kind of magic that can happen when these kids network with each other. It's it's really not about right you or me or no. you know, but these kids have tremendous talent and they have things to say and places to go, and we want to empower them to do the things that they want to do. And be, by being able to network with each other, they've got this like national network that's bigger than me, bigger yeah, than you, absolutely, and they can tap into that at any time. And that's kind of a cool thing when you're starting a career. You're young. You're scared. You're the big bad world out there. You know. Um, of music and to have friends in every city and have friends you can call and say hey I'm coming to town you want to open for me or you want to play with me or yeah. it, it's it's a huge jump starter for some it of is. these young musicians one of the biggest kind of uh, you know high points for me as a music director you know Melanie mentioned that a lot of schools of rock come in and, and play with our show team last season we we played a gig at the blind squirrel with uh with a couple other out of town i can't remember where they're from uh but there are a couple out of town maybe cincinnati maybe the, cleveland. Uh, ohio cleveland yeah, yeah yeah that sounds right we played the blind squirrel and 
you know, up until that point, our show team was was good, getting better with every gig. But this particular gig, they just, just like absolutely slayed it. Like no, like, <laughs> well, they yeah. saw those other kids get up there they and did. slay it. Yeah, they they, they we we, their game we went last, right? So like the other kids went first, and they saw like these these other groups come in. They were super high energy and like just really kind of digging the stage and just doing a great job being you know really free about it and our kids went up there and i think that the energy in that room that night just made something happen and they just they like, went from like here to here yeah, like in one every night. song just absolutely crushing every single song like no mistakes to the point where you know i was kind of off to the side of the stage and Whenever we make a, whenever we make a uh, kind of roster change on the stage, the the kids would come off, and I would just be like, "What is happening out there?" <laughs> and they were like, "I don't know. We're doing so good. Like I don't know." Well, they, like, they teach each other. They inspire each other. Because really, the best audience is not your parents. No, no. It's, your peers. it's these other kids. Totally. That's yeah. who you're gonna. You so you have these other kids, and they're like cheering you on, and they want to headbang, and they want to mosh and they want to do all this stuff and they inspire you yeah i think that's like the biggest benefit of of being part of a you know a huge organization like this is that we you know our kids have the opportunities to actually learn not only from us but just from their peers who they don't even know like, yeah uh, strangers that come in they're the same age but you know they look at them and they're like oh my gosh like there's so much to learn here i i don't know anything and then they get up there and crush it and now they know something so that's awesome it's, I, I would love to have participated when i was a kid i know me that too. me too or maybe me too. maybe now maybe we have an adult we have an adult we do have an adult band yeah yeah okay. and they're crushing yeah. it too right now they're All right. doing a great job so with the adult band is it a bunch of uh new beginners like legit Pretty all over the spectrum, to be honest. We we have a few uh, folks come in; they're total beginners, and you know we give them give them a couple chords to play on a <laughs> on like a Marshall Tucker tune or something. And but then we have other folks come in who you know been playing a little bit; they're a little more seasoned, and they want the next challenge. Patrick, tell us about No Sugar Added. Oh no! Okay, so this is a it's kind of a good segue, real quick. Uh, this was a band that came out of our songwriting camp last year. That was like a an in person camp, like just like some of these other camps we've been talking about, like the Twenty One Pilots, mm-hmm. uh, Imagine Dragons camp. This is uh, this was one of the camps, probably towards the end of the camp season, and it was really neat. Uh, basically, what we did was we we have this curriculum that we go by, which that basically we break up the groups. I think it's two groups per day and we spend three days actually writing songs with a different group each time. The kids are kind of, you know, placed in different groups. Uh, so essentially we start on Monday with just introductions and basic songwriting stuff. And then Tuesday through Thursday, we write the songs. And so we end up at the end of the week with only three days of writing with six songs, Hmm. which was a miracle. We went to La La Land. <laughs> and we, yeah, La La Land hosted mention. us. Yeah, we we had a uh, we had one day of rehearsal at the end of it, and then we went to La La Land at the very end of the week. They hosted us. They were excellent. Thank you to Greg and Ann over at La La Land. They're amazing, and that was a huge deal for these kids. It, oh. This is a real studio yeah. and a really creative space. They didn't so want to leave. They we did not. Had to I drag didn't them out. I was going to say who does? Yeah, I've 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 recorded there once, and I I was jealous of these kids i was like man i want to be in here again <laughs> so um and and this is one of the songs that that was uh a, a result of of that 
Okay. That. So this is a cool too. So we'll take the podcast out on that. Australian skies. Cool. So Australian skies. We appreciate you guys joining us tonight. It's been great talking to you. Yeah, thank, thank you guys you. so Likewise. much. Thank for you. Having Maybe us. sometime we can catch a school of rock show or definitely. Yeah. And if we ever do have the old uh, festival, you want some people. We're, we're in. We will we will be there. Yeah. We will be there. So thank you all. We're gonna go out with uh, no sugar added, Australian skies. We'll see you guys next week. She'll follow me.